0: Everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Today's record date is Freitas, Lassie Seed the First, and our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com, quality headphones and 30% off with our code, Off the Record, and also by Audible, audibletrial.com slash network. Thanks a lot, guys, for sponsoring our show today. I am your humble host and fellow Tamrielic traveler, Ivarwin, and I've got the one and only Shank the Tank with me today.
1: That's right, you guys. We are. Uh, looks like we're in Riften, and uh, we have a awesome show planned for you guys today. So stick around; as it'll be a fun, fun time.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I know last week we left off with uh, a big question. Who is going to be the third host, the, the new host for Classic Elder Scrolls Night? And we're, we're very proud and very excited to unveil this person, the one and only Crispy, Crispy Crackers.
2: Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, chat room. I'm super stoked to be here. I get to sit here for an hour and talk to you guys about Elder Scrolls, my favorite game on Earth. So that's pretty sweet.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome! Our uh, one of our new hosts here at at Quest Gaming Network. It's uh, it's fantastic to actually have you on a show permanently now. So so
1: uh, again, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> just just remember one thing, Crispy. Don't break rank. No.
2: Yes, yes, sir.
1: Don't ever, don't ever do that. You're not breaking rank now, are you?
2: I, I don't know. Actually, should
0: I talk? Oh, man. I'm just getting assaulted by the the uh, f- uh, fauna of, of Riften
1: around here. Do you have the Mace of Molag Ball?
0: Nah, no. no, it's not the
1: Mace of Molag Ball. It looks pretty... I mean, you can tell how frequently I do the shrine quest because I don't recognize the Mace of Molag Ball. I've actually never done that quest
0: simply because of its... Just like, you know, what it is and what you have to do in order to get that quest, uh, that that item. No, I actually made this. uh, This is a legendary Nordic mace. Uh, It's got a fifty percent chance for each element—fire, frost, and shock—to do thirty-nine points of damage. Wow! And on on hit, (laughs) it already does one hundred and fifteen on hit.
2: That is sick.
1: That is so. That's basically
0: like death. Yeah. It's that's uh, sick. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty BA. I, I really like it. Um I think I'm wearing uh ebony gear right now. Just double check. Uh so we're in Skyrim. Uh but uh let's uh before we before we go any any further into any of this, uh Shank, where can the good folks
1: find us? They can watch us live uh bi weekly nine PM Eastern time at twitch.tv slash quest gaming network you can email the show at Elder Scrolls Off the Record at Gmail dot com. You guys can also find us at Elder Scrolls Off the Record dot com and Quest Gaming And follow us on Twitter. We're at Elder Scrolls OTR. Tweet us, uh, tell us a good little joke or two. And that'll be cool. Uh, we're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Elder Scrolls Off the Record, as well as Google Plus. Google.com slash plus sign quest gaming network.
0: And Crispy, what are we doing today?
2: Tonight we are playing, obviously, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. What? Yeah. Um, some of our discussion topics for tonight are good locations to explore. And you know you're obsessed with Skyrim when. <laughs> plus, <laughs> we have a fast question, so be ready.
0: That's right. All right, so first order of business, guys. I'm so excited for this one. Go ahead, Shank. Why don't you, uh, <laughs> why don't you introduce it to...
1: the Okay, the, I, I, you guys obviously can't see me right now, chat room, uh, but I literally have my strategy guide out, like, splayed out across my lap, <laughs> and the map that it came with, which is a map of all the locations in Skyrim... No, I did not use this when I first started playing the game. That would be cheating. But uh, after I played it for, you know, I beat it and stuff. I looked at it and oh my god, I'm so excited! Okay, so good locations (laughs) to explore. uh, (laughs) Well, actually, uh,
0: before yeah, before we do that, um, Crispy, uh, because because you're here now, uh, we have a a brand new segment in the show, and uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about what they can expect out of this this new segment from you uh, each episode of Classic?
2: Yeah, so um Ivarwin tasked me with this mission to come up with a segment and after a couple of terrible ideas I finally had one that he liked <laughs> and that I'm really excited about. So um one of my favorite things to do in any Elder Scrolls game is to explore the dungeons and crypts and, and the dark, dreary, gross places. Um and a lot of them have really, really cool stories behind them and uh what I'm gonna be doing at each uh not each week, each every other week is telling a story from an Elder Scrolls Dungeon.
0: And as she's telling the story, I'm going to do my best to uh, put myself inside that dungeon and explore the dungeon and, and uh, fight through it as she tells the story of what happened. So that's what we got Here. planned for you.
2: It's going to be awesome.
0: Oh, I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So anyway, uh, sorry, Shank. I wanted to at least get no, that no, out no there worries, before, before we moved on. So, so uh, our, our first discussion topic
1: our first discussion top uh, first of all uh, welcome to Bria and Jay in uh, chat she says I've been listening to the podcast for about a year but it's my first time in the chat room live hello oh, everyone hey welcome welcome yeah. nice to have you
2: congratulations
1: um, so good locations to explore by Zertz this is from uh, the uh, Bethsoft uh, forums uh, I highly suggest you guys go I mean there's some pretty awesome conversations going on there The topic reads, I've spent countless hours exploring damn near all of Skyrim's vast amount of dungeons, ruins, caves, and other locations. Exploring these places is my favorite thing to do, and there's nothing better than coming coming across a location with its own mini-quest and secrets. I'm looking for a reason to explore some of these places again, and some of the better ones I've forgotten the location and name. So this is where I ask you to provide me with some of your favorite locations so I can head there and explore them once again. Uh, and there's a there's a pretty big uh, list here, so I'm just going to go through this really quickly. Cagrinzell, uh, Kag- yep. A Dwemer Ruin up in the mountains. Abandoned Prison, which I actually know where that is. Valtheim Towers, Ingall's Barrow, Jaffet's Folly, Giant's Grove, Labyrinthian, of course. Shriekwind Bastion, the Forgotten Veil, vale, Blackreach, oh my goodness. Bloated Man's Grotto, yep. Oh, yeah. Lost, Lost Valley Redoubt slash Bard's Leap, Foral Host, and those random unmarked areas, such as a skeleton handcuffed to a flag near the beach. Now, sad and probably unsurprising to many of you, I actually know where some of these are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Some of my favorite locations are on that list. S- same here, but uh, I'm actually I, maybe you know maybe this is uh where Zertz was asking for, you know, suggestions. I actually have a suggestion.
0: Yeah. Um what what uh that's actually one thing I wanted to to do with this discussion topic as oh, well. Oh, okay, as cool. I wanted I wanted to hear, you know, what what they were saying, but really more importantly, I I sort of wanted to ask you guys if there was any way you could expand on that list and give
1: a suggestion. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, I have a couple, actually, <laughs> but uh, I will let Crispy go first.
2: Oh, what a gentleman. Thank you. Um, so, I, I, like like you said, a lot of the best places are already on this list, including the dungeon that I'm going to talk about later, but a place that I really like in Skyrim is up towards the northwest corner, I believe. Um, There's this path that you can go to um, that will take you almost off the map. You know, you have to actually stop because you reach the end of the world. But you sort of pass by all these ruins, and I know as what you're you talking go, yep. you do. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's is it near the uh, like the Dwemer little? It's 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 kind of like near a creek, right? And it goes into the west, and it's got like a little Dwemer ruin, sort of like half destroyed bridge sort of thing, uh, crossing this little creek thing.
2: I think, I think that's the same thing that I'm talking about. And you eventually reach a post where it tells you the story of how the people from Morrowind had to come through that area to find their loved ones when they had to leave the, the, the continent.
0: You're saying in the northwest?
2: East. I know my cardinal directions. Northeast. Oh,
1: okay. I'm oh, sorry. northeast. northeast. Oh, yeah, I, I thought you were talking about northwest.
2: Okay. No, no, no. I did say northwest, and I totally meant northeast. But yeah, I didn't think there really any Dwemer ruins over there, so my bad. But yeah, you kind of learn the story about how the elves came to be in, uh, come to Skyrim from Morrowind, and it's really cool.
1: I don't know if I have this, uh, opened up. Oh. I think, okay, and this is, I think, this is where, like, those, those, uh, those, like, bears are. There's, like, two, like, (laughs) polar bears or, like, something. I forget what they're, but there's two. I remember getting destroyed up here, and I think, is it, like, a refugee's rest Yes,
2: exactly. I think they're trolls actually, not bears.
1: Yeah, trolls, yeah, the ice trolls or whatever. Okay. The frost trolls. Yeah.
2: That was one of my favorite things to discover.
1: Yeah, so uh Ivarwin, if you go to Whiterun, okay. it is directly due east of Whiterun.
0: Alright, let's let's take a look. I've I've been to a lot of places on this particular character, mm-hmm. but not a hundred percent sure if I've unlocked this one. He said directly due east. Is that uh, past you know over the over the mountain there?
1: No, no, no. You'll you'll literally if you if you you know where the docks are in uh, in uh, sorry not White Run. Wow, Windhelm. My bad. Dude. Windhelm. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> wow, my bad. Uh, yeah, if you go uh, directly, literally, just due east of a uh, 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 Windhelm. You will. Nice. You'll see. There's those two farms, and if you just follow the road that's, uh, uh, you know, next to the two farms, it'll. Actually, you know what? I think you found it. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I got I refugees. See that on your, rest. Uh, it's right above this, uh, Boethia. Okay.
2: Right. It's right north of where you do the Boethia um, quest.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, re- refugees. Right north rest. of this yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll we'll fast travel over there and take a look. Sweet. You want to do that?
2: Yeah. Totally.
0: All right, let's let's do it. Let me uh clear out the uh this enemy over here and and we'll 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 go check this place out. I cleared it anyway, so we'll take a quick run over there. Um let's see what we got here. Just move it on up, Refugee's Rest. Cannot fast travel from this location. All right, it's cuz I'm in an instance. All right, so let me just back out of here real quick.
1: Sure. That's my favorite thing is, like, if I get attacked in, like, a cave or something, I just peace and I can just, like, run away. Because they, don't, they <laughs> never, like, leave the cave and chase after you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bears are like, you know, oh, man, I can't fast travel out of this location.
0: <laughs> Damn it! I can't wait for Elder Scrolls VI! I'm <laughs> trying to crawl up this, uh, <laughs> this tree to get out of here. <laughs> uh, I don't parkour, know this, man. Parkour. Yeah, it's it's not working out for me. <laughs> hold on hold on we're getting there no we're not all right so uh i'll I'll, uh i'll have to go through the rest of this cave (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it's not much longer uh so so while we do that you know uh since we're on crispy is there is there anything else that uh maybe you you had thought of uh, another location or a different one
2: no that's the only one that came to mind.
1: all right what about you shank uh, there was something that wasn't uh, mentioned on that list and it was one of the coolest things I found it, it in my opinion it's got one I mean probably unsurprisingly like I, I always try to pick spots that have beautiful vistas um, which I may or may not take screenshots and then tweet out um, <laughs> <laughs> Utilizing the, the ps4 share <laughs> aka shank button on his controller. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's basically broken on my PS4 controller. Uh, there's one spot, and it's, it was, it was weird because like when I was playing Skyrim for the first time, I was playing it on my PS3, and I, I'd put in like over 200 hours, and this was one of the last locations that I discovered, uh, and it was so cool because you know after 200 plus hours, and I was still finding stuff. I was like, man, how much stuff is there in the game? So this was a this was something that's uh, quite memorable for me, and it's actually called Angie's Camp. This is way in uh, Falkreath Hold. And it's actually... It's, it's a, there's really no easy way to get to it unless you've uh, found a location relatively near it. Well, damn it, Angie, you should have built your camp in a much easier <laughs> location to get to. But it's, it's really cool because like, she... No, screw Angie! She's, she's actually a uh, marksman trainer. Oh yeah! I know. Oh, I know yeah. exactly
2: what you're talking about. That was yep. a hard, hard place to find. Yeah, we well, yeah. gotta
0: you gotta hit the um, the arrows with
1: the uh, on the posts. Yeah.
2: yeah, and they get further and further away.
1: Yeah, yeah and she gives you like a time limit and these challenges to do. And like if you do it, like you can use her as a trainer and like trade with her and stuff. And it was so I was like, man, that was, it was one of the coolest things I found, you know. In the dying hours of my game no, in, I, the, in my the, my first character. No, I
0: meant that. Screw Angie and her stupid test. I hate her. <laughs> she, she can die for all I care. <laughs> D- damn you, Angie. <laughs> so we're at uh, Refugees Rest right now, and I'm getting attacked by a a, a troll. Yep,
1: these are the uh... big surprise. I'm getting attacked yep. by a troll. We warned you. <laughs> all right. Oh, so- that's like a sprigand troll.
0: Yeah, it was something c- crazy about that guy. He was, like, laced with um, the power
1: of green trollness. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's not good. That must mean there's a Spriggan somewhere here.
2: Oh, I hate Spriggan so much.
1: God, they're so... And, the- like, the crazy thing is, like, I mean, they're not... I-, I honestly hated them more in Oblivion because, like, I I thought it- they were in Oblivion because you know how they always have that bear with them. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I, I mean, they're-, they're, like, the one thing that I absolutely will... Ju- I just can't... Defeat in Oblivion are the Spriggans.
2: They come packing, yeah. yeah. But in
1: this game, at least they're a little bit
0: easier. But they still suck. Oh, they're they're a complete pain. Um, I know. One thing is is Jenny. Jenny loves playing Skyrim, and every now and again, she gets on a when her when her um, her study uh, frees her up long enough to have a Skyrim binge. She she certainly goes insane over over a Skyrim binge. And one of the things that she hates doing is when she makes a new character traveling south, because that's where all the damn Spriggans are <laughs> in yes. the Rift area, and it like she hates them. It freaks her out. All right, so um, I found this book. It calls uh, decree. It's called Decree of Monument. Uh, and it's sort of like a journal written in Fourth Era Twenty, and it says this this tower once served as a meeting place where those brave souls who achieved safe passage to Skyrim would find loved ones and leave notice for others who could not be found yes I thought that was
2: so cool
0: let it stand in honor of of those who had the strength and spirit to accept Skyrim's offer untithed to any thane or hold and self-governed with free worship and no compensation to Skyrim or the Empire except as writ in the armistice of old, what's, wheresoever those might still apply, and henceforth let no man or myrrh say that the sons and daughters of Kine are without mercy or honor. We the Jarls of Skyrim hereby decree this site as monument to the struggle of those who fled their native home of Morrowind in the time following the Red Year. Wow.
2: Deep.
0: Very So this is, uh, this is it right here. And you can even see like, you know, old, old banners that, that look like they may actually be, um, of the, the houses of, of Morrowind. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Very cool. So this is one of Crispy's favorite places. Now, what is it about, about this particular monument that you find so endearing?
2: Probably because Morrowind was the first game that I ever played back in the day. And I loved it so much that when I found this, I was like, wow, they're doing a really good job of keeping up with the lore and the history. And it just, you know, it gave me goosebumps. It gave me nostalgia. Just, you know, I geeked out about it.
1: Oh, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about nostalgia, man, in you know on that list in that in that discussion topic in the that forum post he mentions black reach and you actually get a quest in black a return to your roots oh yeah this is your your uh, favorite guy cinderin right oh yeah. C- yeah yeah you get uh, and so in oblivion there was a uh, guy in Skingrod uh named cinderian and he gave you this. It was, I mean, it was nothing more than a fetch quest. But damn it, it was the greatest fetch quest I've ever played in my life. It's <laughs> you literally just have to go out and just collect a crap ton of Nernroot for this guy. And the, the, you know, the more Nernroot you create, uh, collect, he gives you like better and better potions and stuff like that.
2: And finding Nernroot in Oblivion is not easy.
1: No, well, if you know where to look, I crispy. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, if you actually go to the south, uh, it's, there's so much Nernroot there, but you know and, and he was he was basically an alchemist and, and in in blackreach in, in skyrim you get this quest seeking your roots or sorry return to your roots which is an obvious reference to sindarian because sindarian's quest was seeking your roots and you actually find sindarian in skyrim in blackreach uh, and you find his like journal uh, of him like you know traveling north uh, and doing all this cool stuff and it was, man, it put the biggest smile on my face because, first of all, Blackreach, when you discover it, it's just a, an eye-opening moment. It really, I mean, Blackreach is incredible. And then after I spent hours and hours exploring Blackreach, you come across, you know, Cinderian's body, and I was literally just like, no way, dude. <laughs> man, it was so... It's, it's, yeah,
0: it's definitely an awesome moment when... When you have that now, now for me, unfortunately, the moment was lost because I, I saw him and uh, very, you know, first before I was even introduced to the character in Oblivion. Mm -hmm. Same with me. Right. And and you kind of get this feeling like, you know, you're looking at this character and you're, they, they kind of like overblow the character for you. Like they make them really important visually and they put like little journals around that you think to yourself, like, should I? Is this part of a quest? Like, should I know this guy for some reason? And then later on you find out, well, if you played Oblivion,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: then yeah. then you would know.
2: And then it's underwhelming because all he does is give you a fetch quest in Oblivion and you're like, oh.
1: <laughs> but it's for Nerdroot. How can you, it's for Nerdroot. Nerdroot's freaking awesome.
2: It was better your way.
1: Huh?
2: It was better finding in your way. Oh, yeah, something. you know, through,
1: through Oblivion first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the, that's a crazy thing like in Oblivion he was probably like the fifth or sixth quest I ever got in that game so like he, he had to, it was it was very very memorable because I mean at that point it was the game was still you know I was very impressionable with uh, the scale and scope of that game so I was like oh man Cinderian that's so cool poor, uh, poor poor young Shank was very impressionable oh uh, dude yeah I mean I'm tell- that game changed my life it absolutely changed my life it was incredible um I don't know so where where are you headed off to? Actually I'm trying to find one of my one of my favorite locations which is
0: Valheim Towers and Oh uh I was looking on my map here and I don't know why it seems like I don't go, have go it east unlocked It's uh it should be it should be near White Run. It, just, it's just north of it. it no
1: no, oh, no no it's, it's not is. north of it it's actually east of it. Uh yeah. you have it unlocked actually. Yeah. Yep, oh, I got it. Here here we go.
0: Uh, yeah, I was looking in the wrong location there, but anyway this this is one of my favorite locations, and it's it, it made the list here, um, and it's Valtheim Towers, and the reason why I love this place so much is because this was one of the first places in Skyrim I found now i was I was walking north from um White Run, coming up here, and actually let me backtrack for a second. okay, uh I have a new appreciation for the way they do road signs in Elder Scrolls because they're always the same as in when you there's always road signs and when you when you go over to them you know they they always tell you ex- the exact same information you know where the where the nearest city is and I think there's a couple of games where you know you have to mouse over it in order to get the name but m- most of them the name is actually on there and and clear enough for you to read I love that Small thing, but it, it makes a difference to me. No,
1: no, I, I 100% agree with you, man. I, I love coming across. That was one of the things in Oblivion. Bolivian. You, you come across the road signs, and you're like, oh, I actually like, okay, this is telling me where to go. And so it's, it, was, it just added to the realism and believability, I think.
0: Yeah. Now, this is, this is what I love about it. And this was one of the first places I, I found and, and I stopped and I said, Jesus, this game is beautiful.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this picture right here of Valheim towers. If I can get this on a postcard, uh, I, I mean, it would be it would be great. You know, I love the way the the river runs and how the towers you know connect themselves in in spite of the ruin, uh, in spite of the river rather. And then the encounter that you get into here with the with the uh, bandits, tons of fun. I mean, if you're an archer, you know what you're trying to do. Oh God, dude. Mm-hmm. So awesome. The greatest thing in the whole world is to snipe uh, uh the the bandit that walks on this bridge and it's
1: not enough to snipe him. You gotta, gotta snipe up. him and Yeah, right. He's gotta fall <laughs> off and into the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally with you. This was one of the first locations I found because uh first thing I did in Skyrim was, you know, finish that beginning part and just walk east and naturally you're going to come across Valheim and i was i was you know same thing i was like man that's such cool design and then of course when you get to the top you're presented with this stunning view across east march over to the velati mountains in the east there and you're just like my god i mean it just it's you get that sense of just epic reality basically oh yeah and it looks so cool look at that now i don't know if you know this uh you probably do um But to those of you that don't, there's actually a lot of stuff behind Valheim, so it 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 doesn't just end, you know, with with the tower where the uh, the 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 chieftain, you know, the bandit chief is. There's actually a lot of stuff up behind it on the north face of Valheim. There's a bunch of ore veins, and it that that whole it has like a whole little path that can lead you back up there. Which eventually, if you keep going, it will take you. to Croesus, uh, uh, the dragon priest up there on that mountain. You so know what? I don't think I've ever done that before. Oh yeah, dude. Um, Let me go take I a mean, look at this. Croesus.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's a little sad that I know that, but just figured I would. As long as we're talking about exploration here, oh, uh, there's there's one of the pieces of ore that you're referring to. Yeah. There we go, and uh, we've got this. Yeah, so if you keep walking along these rocks, um, right. the okay. path will sort of curve around here. Yeah. I'm and uh, it, it it's sort way. of, it's pseudo ends, but you can still definitely get up there. Yeah, just to like, you know, make your way
0: around some of the rocks. Yep. I've never been over here before. You know, and, and as funny as this is, you know, I only have 500 hours, about 500 hours in the game. Um, oh,
2: God. I'm embarrassed to
0: tell you how many I have. <laughs> <laughs> there was someone on the Elder Scrolls forums. They said he's got three thousand. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's like, dedication. Holy Jesus! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so either he is like a student or like a kid, <laughs> or I don't even know. Like, how I do you? Know. That's that is impressive. Oh, uh, more power to him. That's for sure. Yeah. Look, I've got level
0: fifty-four, and there's a ton of like unexplored, unlocked. Areas up here
1: I mean there's that must be Croesus right there the uh the dragon wall, yep that is uh well, that is a dragon, I think that's a regular dragon, and then if you go to the wall, that is croesus, but uh yeah man it's got a, you, you got all these you know the Dwemer ruins and stuff up here, I think there's a shrine it 's an unmarked shrine that 's up here that you can pray to as well off to the to the uh, east of uh, Croesus but Oh, man. yeah I mean how cool is this dude I, I just showed yeah now now you know of a new way to get to this place <laughs> do you know how long it's been since I've actually fought a dragon
0: probably it's been a long time I yeah. can't wait to do this this is going to be
1: great heal myself up a little bit here no oh, it's a blood dragon yeah you got this oh yeah totally I love smashing him in the face when he's breathing the fire. <laughs> I, love the, I love the animation, like, you know, when you, like, get a critical hit on him, and then you just, uh, you're about to, like, finish him off, and you, like, jump up on the dragon. Yeah. Uh that's- here we go.
0: There we go. Get him! Now, one of the things that always breaks my immersion on this is how if you have a mace in your hand, you stab him as if you were you were holding a, uh, a sword.
1: And yeah, dude, I noticed that, too. And even when you, like, in the beheading animations... It's the same sort of deal because you like swipe you swipe across with your mace in the same animation that you would with a sword to behead somebody, but I mean you have a mace so it's like would, wouldn't you just like crush a skull if you did that? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I mean
0: it, I, that's why I always prefer to have have uh, a sword and shield in my hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's Croesus. What you got going on, buddy?
1: Yeah, um, Let's get it. Oh. Guy's funny fun. story about Croesus I uh, uh he was the first dragon priest I came across when I was level like seven R- um god. yeah that- so like I I ran away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aren't the default
0: level on these things like they start at, at like 25 I actually don't know let me look that up in my strategy guide <laughs> there you go uh Croesus has has been has been defeated and now, now here's a little trick for you guys. All right, when you when you defeat a dragon priest, you get the dragon mask. Croesus is great for thieves. Lockpicking, archery, and alchemy are twenty percent better with the Croesus mask. And you get your star. You get a staff of flaming balls. I mean fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> wow! Wow! All right, let's see what... uh, Oh, my, there's three words, is this? What's going on here? Word of power learned. Voice. Throw voice. Voice, voice, voice. (laughs) (laughs) Crispy, you sure you want to be on the show?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) Oh, good, good. I'm glad. Scaled helmet of archery. Circlet of peerless illusion and expert robes of alteration. Very cool. I don't need any of that, but I'm just going to take it.
1: <laughs> so I, I'm looking at the strategy guide and it's not actually telling me what level these guys are, but I would assume that they're ridiculously high level because there is actually like a meta quest uh, to collect all the Dragon Priest masks and it actually ends in Labyrinthian if you guys haven't done them already. um, But yeah, so there, there is a... It's not a written quest in your journal, but there is, uh, you know, you can collect all, all of the, uh, the Dragon Priest's masks. And uh, if you do that and you go to a certain place, you get something really special. It, I, I've done it maybe once. Does it, like, unlock a door or something? It does. It, you, get the, it, you get access to a location in Labyrinthian, which you can't really access on, otherwise, Right. and you, you get something from there.
0: Crispy, have you ever have you ever done that?
2: You know, that's something that I've never done, and the, the other thing that I've never done is the Stones of Barinza quest.
1: Oh my I god! Think,
2: <sighs> I know what.
1: I don't know. Even... No, no, no. I, I'm with you. Like that yeah. is it is. I mean, you have to find twenty four tiny little gems that are strewn across literally the entire country,
2: and they're not even in places that you have to go. Like I found one like on a shipwreck somewhere
1: out in the water. Like yeah. <laughs> How are you supposed to find these things? <laughs>
0: I think I think Lou found like all of them or or he uh, last I heard he only needed one or two. Oh my god. He's wow. just just sick, just absolutely
1: crazy. Yeah. I I yeah. That's insa- I can I the most I found was like 7 and I was like, yeah. "Damn, I'm doing a pretty good job." I I don't even think I found that
0: many. <laughs> I think this character had has the most at, at like, you know, four or five. It was I, No, I totally, I totally feel you, Chris. Beyond that, I mean,
2: I did the um, extra life marathon for charity last year, Okay. and you pretty much play video games for twenty four hours straight and raise money and stuff. Right. And like, I was sleep deprived at like six in the morning, and I decided to like go online and cheat and like try to find them all. And I still only totally find like three more. <laughs> <And> that's. <laughs> that's so,
0: nuts. Nice. Yeah all right so so uh so there you go those are our our favorite locations and uh, and maybe maybe you'll uh, you'll want to weigh in and and tell us tell us what some of your favorite locations are in in Skyrim um you can do this uh, do it on facebook send us some, send us some messages on facebook facebook.com slash elder Scrolls off the record and uh, let us know what your favorite location in Skyrim is. All right, on to a discussion, uh, a quick little topic that that I'm looking forward to, and that is, you know you're obsessed with Skyrim when (laughs) dot, (laughs) dot, dot. And Crispy, take it away, please.
2: Okay, so we have a form here. Somebody asked this question, and there's some really, really funny answers. So I'm just going to read through a few of them, and then we can talk amongst ourselves. Sure. So, you know you're obsessed with Skyrim when you hire illegal Im- immigrants to live in your basement and research the Dwemer.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God.
2: I don't know how PR that is, but okay. <laughs> You know, you know you're obsessed with Skyrim when you greet your boss with "Long life to you, my thing. <laughs> Jesus,
0: not my boss. Screw that guy.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, you know you're obsessed with Skyrim when your girlfriend is not impressed by you calling her the Night Mother.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
2: And last but not least, um, let's see. You know you're obsessed with Skyrim when, oh, here we go. You are also in the doghouse for yelling out the names of Ayala, Astrid, Lydia, Elisif, or any other such name while doing the Mattress Mambo.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: Wait, the Mattress Mambo, huh? (laughs) The
2: Mattress Mambo.
1: (laughs) I think that's another name for uh, Scrabble.
0: Uh, I, I was I was gonna say um, like like Trivial Pursuit, but you know whatever. <laughs> if you want to play Trivial Pursuit or Scrabble on your mattress, good luck finding all the pieces. You know, they get lost in the covers and all that.
1: This Incidentally, actually, I mean this is this is I can. So everybody knows, Arwin has endearingly coined the term "graphics mid-maxer. Um There was a point. Okay, this was like maybe a year or so after i had been playing skyrim so 2012 ish where i would literally go outside and and think to myself man those trees look a lot like skyrim <laughs> <laughs> i like i like the way that the clouds rolled you know they they really have you know the nice textures it, it looks almost as good as skyrim and like this is this is things that i would actually think
2: you totally stole what i was going to say like <laughs> I swear to God, I was in, when I was playing Skyrim heavily when it was, you know, first out, I would seriously, like, go outside and, like, see plants that look like thistle or lavender or whatever, and I'd think about, like, what kind of potions I could make <laughs> with the plants
1: outside. Oh, my God. But it was so cool because, like, I remember feeling that exact same thing when I played Oblivion for the first time, you know, just heavily obsessively playing Oblivion. And for me, for Oblivion, it you know, it was that plants thing because I would literally just be like, oh, man dude, that looks like lavender. That looks like thistle. I should harvest it. And I would literally like I can make my friends a sweet
2: and I, stamina potion with that.
1: Yeah. Like my friends and I, you know, when we'd go out to like dinner or like the movies or something, cause we all like obsessively played oblivion. We would like, if they had like plants at the restaurant, we would just like crouch down and be like, guys, check this out and like harvest it.
2: I like how you crouched first so that you would become invisible and then you could take the plants.
1: Well, yeah, it's, I mean, how else are you supposed to do? There's enemies nearby in the, you know, the busboys and stuff. <laughs> all
0: right how about how about this one um you you know you know uh you know you're obsessed with skyrim when you haven't listened to any other music other than the skyrim soundtrack in
1: the last couple of months that's a that's probably a good one.
2: I'm actually very <laughs> like, jealous of that.
1: I I cannot blame you at all because the music is. I mean, first of all, the soundtrack is literally four discs long. Yeah, which is freaking sick.
0: I I I swear. I uh, between Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, and Online, I I have not listened to any other music in months. I mean, it's... You- Every time, like, I go in my car and I drive, where the hell did that wolf come from? Jesus. <laughs> this wolf's like, ah, I got you. No, you didn't. You're dead. <laughs> um, every time, I, and my, mind you, this is every single time I, I jump in my car to either go to work or, or come home because, you know, I don't go anywhere else in my life um, other than to Jenny's house. So and And there, too. Like, I just plug my phone in to an AV cable to my car, and I just... Sit back and just listen to whatever randomly plays from the from Ace Elder Scrolls soundtrack.
2: That's amazing. Do does the soundtrack include like the music when there's an enemy around or anything?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, wow. It include. It's literally so it has you know the regular overworld music which is you know if you're just exploring and walking it has a uh, it has that it has all the you know the city music it's because the soundtrack is actually the way that they score it. it's actually broken up into categories so you have just a regular overworld exploration you have the city soundtracks you have the dungeon music and you have the combat music and the soundtrack is all of that and the reason i like skyrim soundtrack so much is because it has all of that and then the last disc is forty something minutes of nothing but just ambient noises. It's just ambient sound. so like you know when you're exploring at night and you don't really hear music, but it's just kind of like these very, very soothing tones, and you look up and you see you know the the aurora borealis and it's just it's just it's that kind of like ambience and God, it's so, so good are are you are
0: you seeing what's uh, going on the screen right now? Yeah, dude. I hope you take a screenshot. Yeah, I did. I, I okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, look how God, look how gorgeous that is.
2: That's pretty impressive. If
1: you I want mean, if you want to get rid of that compass for like a beautiful, clean picture. If you open up your console, type uh, tm, take the screenshot, and then uh, type tm again. You'll be uh, you'll get a nice clean image, void of any HUD. What is it? Tm. Yep. Enter. Yep, and then take your screenshot and then type TM enter again and then you'll have your HUD back. All right, let's uh, give this a try here.
0: There we go. <laughs> All right, tilde, TM, enter, tilde. Very good. Alrighty, so that was fun. <laughs> I, I legitimately enjoyed that okay <clears throat> um so on to onto our our fast question and then actually uh let's let's do that last I, I think it'd be better for flow's sake that we do uh the new section brought to you by by crispy which is tales from the dungeon. <laughs>
2: I like how it sounds so macabre. Tales from the Dungeon
0: and it's by Crispy. Ta- <laughs> Tales from the Dungeon.
2: <laughs> by Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> it's classic <laughs> Elder Scrolls night. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So so today's tale from a dungeon is is uh, Fall Host. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, head over to Broken Helm Hollow and then I'm going to walk up to Forlhost, and I'm going to try and clear that dungeon out as, as Crispy uh, regales us with the, the lore behind this particular dungeon.
2: Okay, so Forlhost, Crypt. Uh, the story begins with st- uh, Scorm Snowstrider, who was the commander of a legion of Lord Harold's soldiers during the First Era. He was leading his troops through Rift, trying to drive the Snow Elves north where his main defense is laid in wait. During his campaign, he discovered a hidden stronghold of dragon cultists in the secluded monastery of Forhost, which is high in the Jural Mountains, directly southeast of Riften. He decided that their threat was too big to ignore, so he and his men came up with a plan to strike soon and deal with the cult quickly. Unfortunately, the the plan failed and instead, fighting ensued over several weeks. So the leader of the cultists was a man named Rago. He devised a plan for the cult to commit mass suicide in the chamber, in hopes that if Skorm and his men did eventually break through the main door, the gruesome sight would deter them from searching for other survivors. The other outcome, of course, being that Rago himself would survive. He ordered his alchemists to make large amounts of death belt poison. The chief alchemist actually questioned his, his orders. Her note can be found in the crypt, pleading that this not be done, to rethink killing themselves and their children for this battle. Her mummified corpse can be found in the same room. She was murdered for his descent. Outside, with the help of a voicemaster, Scorm and his troops breached the main gate. The cultists then retreated to the interior of the monastery and collapsed the main stairway to further block access in. Rago ordered for the suicide to begin. Afterward, he ordered the burial of the children's bodies, and the remaining cultists died in their beds after taking the poison. The skeletons of the dead cultists can be found on the beds in the barracks, their bottles of poison sitting all around. The tiny, mummified children's bodies can be found a little further along the crypts. Eventually, Scorm took the the fortress, found the morbid scene and pushed on anyway. Within the catacombs, they discovered a well. There were several buckets sitting there, already filled with well water, and his thirsty soldiers drank heavily. When the ones who drank began to grow ill and die, Scorm realized that the cultists had not only poisoned themselves, they had poisoned the entire water supply. He ordered no more men to drink and they abandoned their search. He did leave behind his journal, documenting what happened there to warn future adventurers of what lay ahead. What happened to Rego is largely a mystery, other than that when he died, he was sealed inside the depths of the crypt. When discovered by the dragonborn, he returns as a dragon priest with a powerful mask that is wanted by many. Uh, that's the end. Big thanks to the UESP wiki, com, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, if there's something that you'd like to hear, any dungeon that you'd like the story behind, let us know, and we'll see what we can do.
0: Yeah, now I'm actually about to, uh, to go in here, and I've never been here before. Uh, the, I just picked up a quest, um, so I'm, I'm ready to head inside. And this Imperial, uh, captain is going to unlock the door for me in Host Stronghold. So let's, uh, let's go through here a little bit. And, uh, now, now Crispy, as, as I, as I move through here, would you be able to like, you know, pick certain stuff out that relates directly to what you had just spoken, spoke about?
2: Yeah, mainly in the, in the first zone, um, will be the most, uh, things I talked about as you get further along. It just turns into like, you know, uh, dragon cultists and joggers and stuff to kill. But yeah, at first, totally.
0: Cool. All right. So, uh, I, I encountered my, my first, uh, bad guy in here and, and, sure enough, you looked like a, uh, uh, the ghost of a Nord. The ghost
2: of a Nord. Uh, is, that's is, one of the dragon cultists, the, the right. dead dragon cultists. Yes. Your your stream is lagging for me, so if I sound like I don't know what's going on, that's because I haven't seen it yet.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's all right. It's actually it's it, it does that. It's um, I think we're on like a what like a thirty second delay or something.
2: Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, which is a, a Twitch thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so out of my element here. I would I would just be. <laughs> Run, running away.
2: It's like I—I I was like Shanks going to hate my my segment.
1: No, actually, you know what? Like that—that's that's what I like. I actually don't mind the dungeons in Oblivion and Skyrim because the way that I play them is basically the opposite of Ivar, what you're seeing here. one's going through and just you know just slaying and just being a total baller. <laughs> I, I have my bow and I, I sneak through all of these things and uh, try to get like you know uh, on the stream here he's uh, picking a lock and a chest and that that's like what I go try to go, go for uh, through this so like I, I don't really mind the dungeons they're just I, I would never go out of my way to go into one if that makes sense. See, and I'm the exact
2: opposite. Like, I think that I cleared every dungeon in Skyrim before I even finished a whole entire quest line. Like,
0: Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hear <laughs> I that. I could walk
2: by one without going in.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is you're you're looking at it right here. Like, this is this is my element. I nice. adore dungeon crawling.
2: Oh, same here.
0: I absolutely adore it. Okay, so here it is: Snow Striders Journal. This goes directly to what what Crispy was talking about.
2: Yeah, he sort of tells the story and warns everybody what's going, what they're going to see if they progress into the dungeon. Right, if I recall.
0: Maybe, um, maybe for for uh, you know following episodes of classic, maybe what we'll do is we'll bump this segment up earlier in the show. This way, we can sort of you know get get into into the dungeon and you know hear what you have to say. Get into the dungeon. If we find books like that, like we can actually have the time in the beginning of the show to sort of you know, read the, read the book and all that.
2: Definitely. I think in the next room is where you find the, the beds with the skeletons on them and the poison, but I can't, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm seeing it. Uh, oh, there's nice. beds with skeletons on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty sad when you find out that this is,
2: it's really macabre. Yeah,
0: it really is. I mean, if I didn't know any better, I'd say this was, this was ripped out of some headlines uh, from the mid-90s uh, in Waco, Texas. I mean, it's, it's there's, there's poison all over on these bedposts. It's really
1: creepy. You know, Todd Howard and Bethesda were directly influenced by Waco, Texas, specifically for this dungeon. No. I'm literally making stuff up right now. <laughs> we can kind of tell. I, I'm pretty sure Crispy. I think Crispy bought it. I
2: totally did. <laughs> did you like, really? really? I, was about, I, was go <laughs> I was about to Google
1: it. About to Google.
0: Dear Todd Howard, did you?
1: <laughs>
0: By the way, uh, speaking of uh, Todd the God Howard, uh, as, as Shank likes to call him, uh, we have a a joke account of Todd Howard following us on on at Elder Scrolls OTR. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's it's absolutely hysterical, and you, you know, I mean, he he doesn't has he? So he says he doesn't have a Twitter account, yeah. and and I almost believe it. Um, so cool. when I saw this thing following us, I was just laughing to myself, like you've got to be kidding me! Like who who actually takes the time out of their day? And then I remembered, like I made a Twitter account for
1: my cat, so you know, <laughs> yeah, who am i was going to say like I I made a Twitter account for my Lord of the Rings-like <laughs> character. So, like... Um <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, mightiest for the win.
2: <laughs>
0: Alright, so I'm a little turned around in inside this dungeon right now, and I'm, I'm sort of wondering if maybe I, I got, through, got through the most of it. But you were talking also about a barricaded door. I think I may have found it.
1: Yeah, that that looks nice. like it may be it. Yeah, there's no way you can get through there. No, nah. unless you cheated with your console command. Right now <laughs> I'm not,
0: not doing that. Oh, okay. Here we go. I got to go down these stairs. There's a chest here. A couple of septums. Which I found it interesting that um, in Morrowind they don't. There's a few instances where they don't actually call them septums. They call them drakes. Go-
1: in that? Skyrim, or oh no, in Morrowind. Morrowind, yeah. Do you remember that, Crispy?
2: Um, no, that doesn't bring a bell. I didn't do a lot of I haven't played Morrowind in so long, and my memory is terrible.
0: Oh, tell me about it. I, I was actually embarrassed with myself in putting the show together today because <laughs> I remember so little of of Skyrim. Um, if I went back and okay. listened to the old episodes of Skyrim off the record. I mean, I I probably would be shocked at how
1: much I've forgotten about this game. (laughs) But see, I mean, talking about the the currency, I think, so, you know, from Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, I think they're different in all three. Like, in in Morrowind, you said that they're called, what are they called in Morrowind again?
0: Well, they they do call them, they they refer to currency a lot as, as septums. Okay. In Morrowind? in Morrowind, they do refer to them a lot of septums, but every so often you get you get someone that refers to it as drakes. Okay, now, I got this I'd, Draugr Deathlord coming after me now.
1: <laughs> Peace. <laughs> See, and and that's the thing, because like I know in, in in Oblivion they call it septums, but in this game they call it gold. Right. Yes, they do. And and I think it's because. I, I you know i don't I actually don't know like there has to be there has to be a lore reason why why they call it gold, yeah and not septums in this game
0: it's probably just for 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 peace of mind for for ease of 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 uh discussion,
1: right, but I'm saying like i mean lore wise i mean they they wouldn't i because mean, you see currency you see money like all the time in these games, so like to all of a sudden change the name between one game to another. They, that has I to be...
2: A, I have a theory about that. Okay. So they were called Septims in Oblivion? Yeah. And wasn't Tiberius Septim the king then?
1: Uh, no, Uriel Septim. Uriel, Uriel Septim. Septim. Yeah, the Uriel Septim the 7th or 8th, I think. Uh, yeah, and he was assassinated uh, right then.
2: Right, in the, yeah. So in Skyrim, there is no High King, right?
1: Well, no, no, no. There, there's a High King of Sky... Well, High Queen of Skyrim. But there, there is an emperor There's
2: in true, the
1: there time. Is an emperor. Yeah, because you have to, you know, for the whole Dark Brotherhood thing. There mm-hmm. is an emperor, but like it's not really a. You know what? I bet it is crispy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it could be, Shank? <laughs> no, it, uh, this is like this is crazy that we're actually like having an actual discussion about the currency. Um, but <laughs> it's, I, I think it's because you know Cyrodiil is the capital province of Tamriel. And you know, you the seat of power is in Cyrodiil. so it would, I would—I guess it would make sense to call your currency of the imperial, uh, the, the you know, the capital province Septims after the emperor. But in Skyrim, Skyrim has its own culture and it's got its—it actually has its own king and thanes and all this other stuff. So it, I guess it would make sense to call the currency in Skyrim, you know, just whatever because it's not necessary. Yeah, just because it's not—you know—they're not actually part of the whole you know the the whole imperial capital thing i don't know i think it's a cultural thing i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that
2: i like that
0: one
1: uh yeah i I don't think you're necessarily wrong i mean
0: uh you're you're probably right it probably has something to do with that i mean you know it it could also be uh just you know the simple fact Mm -hmm. that that maybe it's just a mistake be that or it could be a mark of of the ages of course that that maybe uh, you know ages ago it was referred to uh, as as drakes and Morrowind uh, regionally and then you know it, they became uh, the currency became uh, septums after after a few hundred years you know oh
1: here we go okay we have we have somebody in chat uh, the beast saying I looked it up they sometimes call them drakes because of the Akatosh dragon symbol on the back oh okay
2: what does that have to do with drakes? I don't. I don't. I'm not, I'm not getting the correlation. It,
0: it's sort of like a. Um, it's sort of like a, a cultural thing where you know a, a, an outside. Uh, the the empire does not is not rooted uh, or is not um, from Marwind. So they they went to Marwind and and sort of like either colonized or forcibly colonized and and so you know they're not they're not used to that kind of 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 monetary system. So they probably are are looking at this at the the coins and saying, you know, okay, you know, these things that we like to refer to as Drake's because of the, you know, imprint on on the back of it. Mm-hmm. That like Shank was saying somehow
1: culturally it it became known as as that. Huh. Y- yeah, and yeah, and, and as a chat room was saying, "Drakes are another uh, name for uh, dragons."
2: Oh, that's what I was looking for.
1: It's mm-hmm. just like a,
0: it's like another, you know, it, culturally, it's like another word used for, for the same thing, like like uh, soccer and football. You know, it's it's the <laughs> same it's the same sport, but you know, here in, in America, we call it we call it soccer culturally, um,
1: but it, it's actually you know football for the to the rest of the world. I just want to point out that uh, I, I I can imagine how m- annoying it must be to pick locks in this game with a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> I actually love it. It's it's oh, very it's easy. Great. Really,
2: it's easier than with a controller. Cause it really, yeah, it kind of cl- it, it clicks a little more than it flows. If that makes oh, any okay. sense.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean I've never played this game without a controller, so I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, I will say this, though. It's got to be easier than Oblivion's with the keyboard and mouse, because uh, that, good God, that system. Uh, oh,
2: God. Oblivion's lock picking system.
1: It's so bad. So like, much it, with a controller, it's ten times easier. But, my God, it's still such a terrible system.
2: I don't think I ever successfully picked a lock in Oblivion. God, I'm thinking about it. I, I'm, I'm dead serious.
1: Did you just get uh, the skeleton key and just... <laughs> Uh, lock. I lock it. No, just, I
2: just was like, "Screw this! I'm not even gonna try." <laughs> I just
1: got Fusro bounced. Is as, as what happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: exactly what happened. All right. Um. So so here I am, still in in Frol Host Keep. Uh. But we got we've got plenty to to discuss. So uh, let's move on to the next thing, which is our our fast question. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the fast question? Oh yes. All right. Here we go. My body is ready. Real. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> uh, fast question, guys. What little things does your character do for RP's sake? Crispy.
2: Okay. Well, the only thing I can think of is that um, from the very beginning of Skyrim, my myself and my character always pretty much hated Lydia. So whenever I'm out and about doing my quest and I find skulls or troll skulls, I pick them up so I can put them in her room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, terrific. <laughs> That's
2: that awesome. Not that even <laughs> lying.
1: No you can't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, so you you like actually troll her?
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I have pictures of it somewhere.
1: Oh that is goodness. awesome. I wanna see screenshots of this. Can you
0: can you tweet that out to <laughs> at Elder Scrolls OTR and then we'll we'll retweet that? And it's it's gonna get favorited too, but <laughs> got it. we've gotta see this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Shag, what about you? What's what's a little
1: thing that your character does uh, for RP sake? So you guys are gonna hate my answer, but I you know, I think it's well known that I, I generally don't rp uh in any of the rpgs i play but what is also well known about shank and i guess this translates to his characters too is that i hate argonians i have an irrational hatred of argonians so if i come across one just randomly in the wild i i will kill it it. (laughs) okay (laughs) and this is going back to oblivion man i mean you can blame amuse for creating my irrational hatred of an entire race of fictional things in a video game right but that that's okay because that's 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 one little thing that's one consistent i guess role play thing that you could create my I, i guess the best explanation and it's totally made up is that in 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 the past of my whatever character that i'm playing it doesn't matter he or she more more often than not she was wronged by an argonian and so it it's become her mission to just wipe them out because obviously one argonian represents all argonians so oh, well, that, clearly 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 yeah hey. i can
0: understand why you say it's irrational then yeah <laughs> straight up Don't racist
2: mess with my medici and Riften because he's a baller
1: he is just uh, he's like a lovesick little puppy that's just... Oh no, not, no, wait, never mind. You're talking about the jeweler guy. Yeah. God, I hate him. <laughs> I, ro- I robbed his stall blind. Th- that was like the first thing I did in Riften when I first got the game. I, I went to Riften. That was a- literally the first thing I did was I walked to Riften, found his stall and I just robbed him blind.:
2: <laughs> you're the worst.
1: I freaking yeah. hate Argonians so much. Now I'm mad. <laughs> now I'm angry.
2: <laughs> I'm crying.
0: <laughs> jeez, man, jeez. Um, all right. Here's here's something that that I like to do, and, and usually this happens to me in, in online because um, I don't. I I I I would. I'm gonna call it out, but the stream is also gonna say like you haven't done that once. Um, but it is something that happens to me all the time in in online. Um, I try and I try and play the you know I, I play a templar. I try and play a paladin type character, and and as such I only I only take my weapon out um, not to kill but to allow something to live, right? <laughs> so yeah, it goes that far. So what I do is after every fight, I always put my weapons away because I want the ah. first I want the first thing that comes out of. The, the first thing is not necessarily to to fight and kill something, but rather to to find a non-violent means of negotiation in order to, to achieve my quests. Um, like running away. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, never back down in the face of evil, in the face of danger. You never back down. Uh, however it is always it is always uh my first my first reaction is always to 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 uh get verbal compliance from from uh my challenges from from people who are challenging me. I always want to get verbal compliance. And obviously when it comes to the undead, that can never happen. So when I when I go through Crips my weapons are usually my, are usually out. Uh, but uh, in out in the out and about in the world, my usual my weapons are usually in because you know I want to allow so if I can allow something to live, then I'll do that.
2: I mean that's the most logical, well thought out one of all of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time, so you know it's it's part of it. Uh, that might be why. But, That's kind of amazing. But there you go. Um, well, I'm glad you like that.
2: I'm super impressed.
1: It's not impressive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, neither is skull collecting. So you,
1: you know, you know what I do to guarantee life. Skull I, I collecting. I run away.
0: Is awesome. I
1: run away. Skull collecting is hysterical.
0: That that is impressive. I posted
2: I, a link in chat of the picture.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, we got to retweet this. All right. So oh, no, no,
2: no. I'll tweet it in a minute.
0: Oh, you didn't? Okay.
2: I just I put it guess. in chat.
0: Um, okay. Now, now uh before before we say goodnight, uh we do have an email from our one of our wonderful listeners,
1: uh, the the Wanderer. So, Shane, um, would you mind presenting that, please? I do not mind. Right away, Mr. or Miss Wanderer, you get the huge G award for this week. Mr. <laughs> he is uh Mr. The Wanderer. Mr. The Wanderer says, "Hey, Classic Elder Scrolls Knight. It is Wanderer here with a response to Shank's answer to the fast travel question that was posed. Uh, this was a few weeks back. I don't think the fast travel system in Morrowind should have been impl- should be implemented in Elder Scrolls 6. I understand that this is your opinion and it represents your playstyle, Yet it totally blocks out mine and many others. I do walk occasionally in the Elder Scrolls games, but I really prefer not to not to most of the time." I think that Skyrim had the concept downright, being able to fast travel to any city by paying the carriage driver a small fee and then having to wander off to discover different places and then you could fast travel to them. This fits my playstyle of having most of my characters being very story and RP driven. Yet if they made the map have a parchment feel to, that, to, to it, that could increase my immersion even more while I am role playing. This also allows players like you, Shank, to walk and explore and never have to fast travel one bit, yet at the same time, allow players like me to fulfill their need for speed.
2: You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding
1: me. By fast traveling. He says, Sorry, Crispy. I'm not sorry. I do want to add one more thing, though being that if they included a lore friendly version of the carriage i couldn't be any happier from my perspective i hope that you'll understand where i'm coming from wanderer first of all thank you for your email and your need for speed i think and i was talking to avarwin about this but it was literally pure coincidence that this guy trolled crispy and this happens to be her first episode i quit the show this is amazing. Um, I, I actually have a response to this, which I think will actually solve a lot of problems. Um, I propose that in Elder Scrolls 6 to have fast travel as a toggle. And I'm not sure if we've talked about this before. Um, and if we have, I apologize for repetition. But you know, considering we have a lot more new new listeners right now, uh, you know, I think I think having it as a toggle in the like in the settings menu. To just say, do you want to fast travel or not? And just have it on or off. And if you do have it on, then it could be like you know Skyrim's way, where you can see the cities, but you have to actually get to them first. And if you have it off, you know, for players like me, you literally see nothing on the map. It's just the world. It's just a blank map, uh, which you can toggle on or off. I think that would be. It's it, you know I'm saying it now that I, it sounds like an easy system to implement because you could just. <laughs> Uh, talk, turn it on or turn it off, but right. I think that would appease a lot of people.
0: Well, I don't necessarily think you're wrong, uh, Crispy. What do you think of Shank's idea?
2: Um. Yeah. That's. I mean. So, hold on one second. Yeah. When um yeah when I was listening to the show last last episode I was actually like I'm somebody who abuses the fast travel system like if it's there I'm going to use it. You're and to me. I know, <laughs> but <laughs> I was actually when I was listening to the show and you were talking about Morrowind's fast travel system and I was kind of shocked to find myself like actually agreeing with you 100% because that's like the only system in the games that actually makes sense. Like you have to go somewhere, get on a silt rider, and go somewhere or have a mage take you there. So, yeah, I think there should be a way for people that don't want to do it in a non-believable way. Not that magic's believable, but it makes more sense than it just is. being able to up and yeah.
0: It is believable. So, magic's totally believable.
2: <laughs> so no, I, I I do I think I agree, and that's coming from someone who abuses the fast travel system. So
0: there you go. Yeah, I, I I think it would be good to to have some kind of you know gate toward uh you know do you do you want your your gameplay style to be supported through how should I put this um, I think having more options in a game to support uh, maybe a, a more extreme or a more casual uh, sort of gameplay style is is always a good idea you know you've got you've got um, toggleable systems where you know you can you can uh, tune down the difficulty of the game uh-huh you have systems uh, where you can you can like in like fallout I believe fallout New Vegas um, you can have certain uh, role-playing things uh, in your character take effect like like hunger and, and thirst in the desert. And if you have an option where you can toggle on and off um, uh, a fast travel system, just assuming that it can be done or or that it is a good a good game mechanic I, I think it would be it would be nice to have that. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, it looks like I'm uh, actually
1: toward the end here of of the dungeon. Dude, that Death Lord man—that's—I mean, literally, I would have seen him and just ran right out of the dungeon.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's no joke.
1: <laughs> he's, uh i have got—I'm fighting three Draugr Death
0: Lords right now, and.
2: Did you find the alchemy lab with all the death bell and?
0: The the alchemy lab? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just been I've just been moving through this this thing. It's always. full of
2: death bells, and it's where they made all the poison, and where you can find the uh, the note from the head alchemist that got murdered because she didn't want to murder all of the people in the kids.
0: Oh, that's sad.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I might be close to it. I've got these uh, drugger death overlords I'm, I'm fighting at the moment. <laughs> And once I get past them, oh, ow, that look it hurt for him.
1: Jeez, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is literally every element in my body is just (laughs) telling me to run away. Run away.
2: I just went through this dungeon yesterday, and I totally feel you. These guys are like, no kidding.
1: Do they have like ebony weapons or something? They do, yeah. And they shout. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) ebony grates are, man, look at that.
0: Now where did he go? He, oh, he's running off. My uh, my mace has jeez. Uh, there's more of them in here. What's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> my my ebony mace has uh, the ability to to fear on occasion undead. So uh, it it gets kind of annoying because they're they're constantly running away. And I guess if I'm if I'm getting grouped up by these guys. You know, it, it, it helps to helps my survivability, but if it's just a straight-out fight, like, I'm chasing this guy all through the dungeon already. Like, it's enough. <laughs> you know?
2: No, it's ridiculous. I had Mercurio with me, who's a really high-powered mage, and he kept casting spells on them that made him do the same thing, like, run away. And I'm like, dude, stop it. Like, oh, I need the, to kill these guys. The,
1: yeah, the fear.
2: Exactly. It was really
1: you know, annoying. That's, I mean, that's really, that's, I love, that's probably the only type of mage I actually like playing. Because um, I've <laughs> tried so many types in, across Oblivion and Skyrim. And magic in Oblivion is no joke. Like, you really need to be competent if you want to be a mage in that game, I think, at least. Um, but in this game, because of the flexibility, I, and I've said it before, like, I love, the only mage that I feel successful that I'm good at is that defensive mage where... You know, you use your illusion to fear and then fury, and conjure your Atronax and stuff to fight for you. I, I, that's I, that's probably the coolest uh, aspect like, of magic. You, you
0: can't be an ignoramus to play, <laughs> huh?
1: Shank's like you can't be an
0: ignoramus in order in order to be a successful mage in Oblivion.
1: No, dude. I mean, it's it's a difficult <laughs> system, man. I mean, it's really it's no joke in Oblivion. Like, you really, it's it's almost like frustratingly difficult. I think. Oh, I, I believe it. Which is honestly why I never played. I, well, I never had a really serious mage character in Oblivion, but in Skyrim, just the flexibility that they offered you, I was like, you know what, a mage is a very viable character.
2: It's super fun,
1: and it, it is. It is actually fun. That's the thing. In Oblivion, I didn't have fun playing a mage, and I think that's the thing. Really? Yeah, I actually did not have fun playing a mage. Uh, it just. It was too. It was very. The, the the play space when you were playing a mage in oblivion i found was very very narrow you didn't have that many options at your disposal um, you, you, you were either i mean you for a long time you're really really weak and then all of a sudden you get powers and you get uh, you get access to abilities and then you become really really powerful so there's no gradual sort of there's no gradual sort of learning ladder in in, uh, in oblivion it's just very very difficult and then all of a sudden it gets you know very you get very good and I really didn't like that. It just felt like such a huge wall. But in Skyrim, you do get that gradual sort of progression with magic, despite you know regardless of what school you're looking at. And that's what makes it fun because you learn something new every single time in Skyrim. But in Oblivion, when you where you learned some new magic ability, it didn't really click or appear to be that as effective until you got way more competent with that ability. And that's really that was really off-putting. I, think I just that's... want to point
2: out that Liz in chat says that Shank has a permanent spe- uh, fear spell put on him and that's why he's always peacing out.
1: <laughs> that's I would <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sound logic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright guys. Well, uh, final thoughts as we as we close out this show and let's uh, let's start with Crispy.
2: Um final thoughts. I had so much fun. Thanks for having me here, and I can't wait to do it again. Everybody tweet, email, um, how you can get in touch if you want to hear a story about a dungeon, and I will see what I can do.
1: And Shank? Dude, this was fun. Super fun. I, I loved... Yeah, I mean, I, the discussion, you know, especially with the exploration piece, it was just awesome, because I, I, I didn't point them out because, you know, you were playing, but there were things that I noticed, and the map that I was like, oh, you know what? I should go back there again, and it was it was super fun. I, I, I love Skyrim. It's a great game.
0: Yeah, you see right there on the stream, 440 hours total so far. So just about just about uh, just about 500. Um, Crispy, welcome. You're you're a wonderful addition to the show, and uh, it, it's it's fantastic to have you here. And I think the listeners are gonna are gonna absolutely agree. Uh, thank you, everyone, for for uh, listening to us on on iTunes on Stitcher radio or through the RSS feed that uh, you've, you've picked up on our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, off the record.com or questgamingnetwork.com. Uh thank you uh, so so to all the people in the chat room uh, if you want to reach out to us that's at Scrolls OTR or Scrolls off the record at gmail.com. And that'll do it for this week uh, at Classic Elder Scrolls 9. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you!